The following art trap production has been made possible in part by subscribers like you. Drop the sonic device. Isn't my day, is it? Even the sonic screwdriver won't get me out of this one. Let's use this. What's that? The sonic screwdriver never fails. There we are. Neat, isn't it? This can function as a sonic blaster, a sonic cannon, and a triple enfolded sonic disruptor. Doc, what you got? Uh, I've got a sonic cannon. Uh, oh, never mind. What? It's sonic. Okay, let's leave it at that. Disruptor, cannon, what? It's sonic. Totally sonic. I am sonic to hook. A sonic what? Screwdriver! Your Sonic News Driver is back for this special weekend edition of the Sonic News Driver. Selected Doctor Who related news stories delivered to you sonically for Earth Date, Saturday, the 4th of April, 2009. This is Louis Trapani. Going once, going twice. A company that has been forced under by recession has unearthed a rare Dalek. No, I did not say it dredged it up from a pond, but instead this Buckinghamshire-based communications agency, Indeprod, purchased it in 2005 for a mere £36,000. It was thought to be among the firm's most expensive assets. The Telegraph.co.uk is reporting that this prop, which they have termed King of the Daleks, appeared in several episodes of Doctor Who, also known as the Supreme Dalek or Dalek Supreme. Sounds like an ice cream dish, doesn't it? <laughs> Can I have a Dalek Supreme with some hot fudge, please? Is reported starring alongside Tom Baker in the 1970s and was partially blown up in the 1979 Destiny of the Daleks. The wooden prop was repainted blue and silver from its original black and gray design, don't ask me why. And <laughs> blue and silver. Right. Okay. Well, in 1980, it was included in Madame Trousseau's Waxworks exhibit alongside the Fourth Doctor in London. Bidding was to start at £10,000 and could fetch up to 18000 Kevin McAndrew speculated from Philip Davies and Sons. The bidding began on March 31st and ran through the 2nd of April online at bidspotter.com. At the close of the auction, it sold for £15,400. Now, for those folks in the U.S., that's about $23,000. And it went to bidder 5062. Yes, 5062. You are the winner! Yay! Well... Sure, that sounds like a lot of money, but if you consider it was originally purchased for £36,000 in 2005, it was a real bargain. Bidder5062, I want to thank you so much for purchasing this and um, donating it to the Sonic News Driver, where we have a perfect spot for it. It's cleaned out, and the corner of, this, um, of the room is just waiting for this dialogue to appear there. Though, I'm going to be purchasing some paint because that blue and silver... I'm sorry, it's just not cutting it. 
John Barrowman is the doctor. What you talking about, Willis? Yes, John Barrowman is the doctor, better known as Captain Jack on both Doctor Who and Torchwood. He'll be playing a doctor as a guest spot in the 100th episode of My Family. He plays a dashing American medic who comes to Susan's rescue. Not that Susan. Uh, this is a different Susan. <laughs> After her handbag was stolen. But all may not be as it seems concerning this dashing doctor. My Family Series 9 begins in April. New K-9 trailer debuts. Over the course of the last couple of weeks, more and more details have been Surfacing about the new K-9, the series. First, it was a screenshot of the CG K-9 in a scene from it. Then a promo ad slick. And uh, now, just recently, there's a new trailer. It's been identified as a kind of a rough trailer. It's the K-9 voice in the trailer is not the final voice. And it's just to give you a sort of a taste of what the series is going to be like. The trailer is available on YouTube. And you can find it embedded at org or net on the forums there. There is a forum thread there. And there's some new forums there specifically for K-9. The new series sports a new regenerated K-9, but his first appearance in the series will look, quote, identical to the one Leela had on Gallifrey, said K-9 creator Bob Baker. Well, K-9 may start off looking identical, but he won't be sounding identical, as John Leeson has not been asked to return to the role to voice the character. Baker said, quote, There's a great debate about the voice. I take your point about using John, but... It being a co-production, we have many masters to please, but I'm sure you will and all K-9 fans will like what we eventually come up with since the new K-9 is the same character and his speech patterns are the same, end quote. K-9 originally made his debut in Doctor Who back in 1977, a story called The Invisible Enemy by Bob Baker and David Martin. This isn't the first time that our favorite Tin Dog attempted to spun off on his own series. In December 1981, a pilot story, A Girl's Best Friend, attempted to launch K-9 and Company as a series. It never got past this first pilot episode. The new series is promising 26 half-hour episodes. The children's series is a sci-fi-slash-adventure series combining comedy, action, and suspense. It's being touted as X-Files meets Men in Black with a zany dash of Ghostbusters. Zany. Zany. The series is a production of Park Entertainment and sports a flying computer-generated canine mixed with live-action characters. It's set in the near future in London, and similar to the Sarah Jane Adventures, K-9 and his teenage companions will fight off monsters each week. Now, before completely condemning the series, remember this is uh, squarely geared at children, and it does come from some of the same folks that has brought us Wallace and Gromit. Will the real canine please stand up, please stand up, or sit, or roll over, beg? Uh, speaking of all things canine, the canine we know from Doctor Who, which has, until now, been keeping his butt plugged into a black hole on the Sarah Jane Adventures, is said to be getting back into the action for half of the episodes of the upcoming new Series 3 of the Sarah Jane Adventures. 
for years we suffered from lack of canine. Yes, it's been canine withdrawal in any new adventures. Now we may be getting a double dose. Though I doubt you will find the K9 in the Sour Jane Adventures leaping tall buildings in a single bound, unlike the new K9 series. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a. a tin dog. <laughs> danger, Master, danger. What? Unidentified alien. Tata style police boxes are coming back in fashion? A story in the evening news, the Edinburgh paper had a story that the police in the capital are planning on bringing the police boxes back into use as a way to provide a more visible presence in the city center. The boxes would be manned at busy times, allow the public to report crimes, hand in lost property, and travel in time and space. While beat bobbies will be able to take tea breaks, fill out paperwork without having to return to the station, and fly through time vortexes. Seriously, they're coming back, these police boxes. Everything I said, yes. Well, except for the whole, you know, time and space thing and traveling through Time Force, Texas. The paper reports that the police boxes will have to be renovated as they have been laying empty for at least 20 years. Read, i.e., these um, police boxes (laughs) may, uh, when they are reinstalled, may bear very little resemblance to the TARDIS we know and love, but... Time will tell. And Russell T. Davies instructed the doctor to build a narc. Russell T. Davies told SFX Magazine that the 2009 series of specials will have an arc. No, we're not expecting a flood. <laughs> not that kind of arc. He said, quote, There's the Easter one and then a big gap. And then the other three are going out around Christmas time slash end of the year. It ends in a two-parter. There's a strong link between the last three specials. It's not a three-parter, but there's a strong connection. As we head towards the ending, it gets thematically bigger and bigger. End quote. The specials represent the last of a handful of stories featuring David Tennant as the Doctor before the new 11th Doctor takes over in the form of Matt Smith. Davies said, Mine will end and his will start. Speaking of Matt Smith incarnations and Stephen Moffat taking over, the hour-long Doctor Who Planet of the Dead is due next week on BBC One. That's on the 11th of April, 2009, starting at 6.45 p.m. Then you have a long wait until December before we see the next special. This also marks the first time that Doctor Who will be transmitted in HD. High definition, folks. No tenant for Manning. Katie Manning, also known as Joe Grant, companion to the third Doctor, immortalized by the late great John Pertwee, is reported in The Sun to have said that she could never have worked with David Tennant as she would be too much in awe of him to concentrate. In other companion news, Tate to take on Hollywood. Catherine Tate has landed her first, quote, Hollywood role, and quote, playing Queen Lilliput in the new version of Gulliver's Travels alongside of actor Jack Black. Jack Black, in the title role of the film, will encounter the Lilliputans, which are all but six inches tall. Now, no matter how tall Catherine Tate's character is, you know <laughs> she will make her presence known. 
Well, there's more news to cover, but we'll save that for the next edition of the Sonic News Driver. We're going to wrap things up for this edition. Thank you so much for listening to the Sonic News Driver. Send feedback to feedback at sonicnewsdriver.com. This has been Louis Trapani. You can follow me via Twitter at twitter.com slash Louis Trapani. Visit arttrap.com for more on this and other podcasts. This has been an Art Trap production.